All right, good morning, everyone. Let's get going. Today's daf is daf nun, page fifty in the Halakha Masechus Kedushin. We're going to pick up on the bottom of Mem Tesamad Beis, three lines from the bottom. We just finished the Mishnah, which taught us that if uh, either the husband or wife, or potential husband or wife, it turns out they're not really married, if the husband or wife um, make a condition attached to the marriage, and it's an untrue condition. For example, somebody says, "I'm rich." Marry me on condition that I'm rich, and he's really poor. Condition that I'm poor, he's really rich. And uh, other examples like that. Uh, the Mishnah gave some examples. Somebody says, you know, I'm a, I'm a big city guy. And it turns out that he's really an out-of-towner. Or he says, I'm an out-of-towner. It turns out he's an inner-city guy. So all these things are considered misleading. And it's not a valid marriage because you made the marriage conditional on that truth. And our Mishnah said that this holds true whether the uh, husband makes a conditional on on uh, something which is untrue, or the wife accepts it, accepts the marriage conditional on of an untruth. So here we go. Zokta Gomar, three lines to the bottom. We're going to begin with a story. Ahu Gavra, there was a fellow. He sold his nechosim, his property. He planned on moving to Israel. He wants to make aliyah. He's going to do a big mitzvah. So he starts selling his house, his car, and everything he's got. At the time that he sold it, it's not like he's made it conditional on his moving to Israel. He planned on making Aliyah. He was he had you know one foot out the door, and then uh, what ends up happening is his plans fall through, and he's not able to perform the mitzvah of living in Eretz Israel. So now, what does he want? You know what he wants? He wants his house back. He wants his car back. He wants his stuff back. says, Let me tell you something, Zizkait. The fact they want to go to Israel, since you didn't make it conditional, you do not get the stuff back because that all these uh, the, the whole idea of selling everything is in your heart. If you did not tell anybody what your intentions are, we don't consider that valid in halacha, and all the sales that you made are valid. You cannot demand that they sell it back to you. How does Rabba know that now, this to me is a fascinating question. I would think the question's the other way. Why would I have thought otherwise, right? It says, Tvarim Shabalev, Ena Dvarim, words in your heart, nah, nothing. See, it's the Gemara, we have to prove that Tvarim Shabalev, Ena Dvarim, which is fascinating to me, because I would think the opposite. I would think that if you would say, Tvarim Shabalev, have a Dvarim, that's where you're going to have to bring a raya. You didn't say it. If you, if you have a problem, say something. Why didn't you say it? So the Vart's like this, and this gets into the lumbus of how every transaction works, how every change of ownership works. This is true if I'm taking ownership from something hefker, from something odorless, or whether you're giving me something. If I and you, or you and I, get involved in a sale, in order for that item to transact hands, there has to be a complete das, full throttle agreement. You're in on giving up of your ownership, and I'm in on accepting the ownership. I can't force you to sell me something. That's not a valid sale because your das is still on the product. Your das is still on the object. And therefore, the Gemara here is asking actually a very lumdish shayla, which is, Rabbi says, Dvarim shabalev in advarim. Something that's on my mind, something that's in my intention is not valid over here. Says the Gemara, that's a chiddish. Because usually the way for transactions to work is it's all dependent on my das. It's all dependent on my intention. So what's Rav's source? Devarim Shabalev in Devarim Ilim. And what does Hanif? We're going to say his source from the following Mishnah. We now turn to the top of today's daf. Yakriv Aisai. When somebody brings a carbon, yeah, he needs to be makriv. Yakriv Aisai. He brings it. Malami Chikayfin Aisai. 
let's say somebody makes an oath or a vow that he's going to bring a carbon, you could force him. Yachov al what does it mean force him? What does that mean force him? I might think against his will, Tamar Leimar this is a fascinating Gemara, listen closely. There's a lot to learn psychologically about what it means to be a Yid over here. It says you can't force a guy, it needs to be Bertzayin, it has to be with his will. But now here's the problem. It says, Kaifanaisa, you force him. If you're forcing him, how do you have his will? Okay, Tzad, Kaifanaisa, you can force him until he says, I want. Says the that's not called wanting, that's called being forced. In his heart, he doesn't want it. You see from here, doesn't matter if his heart he doesn't want it. Right now, he's agreeing to give it over as a carbon. It's a valid carbon. Says the Gemara, Doma shiny hosam danan sadi dinechale bechapara. This line right here is foundational in Yiddishkeit. Gets ready for this. Says the Gemara. Maybe when you bring a sacrifice and you're serving the Rebbeinu Shalom, we could force you until you say right sadi. You know why? Because people want a kapara. I the guy's kicking and screaming that he doesn't. Chaver, listen closely. A yid in our essence. It, we are, I am one with the Rebbeinu Shalom. A guy is not one with the Rebbeinu Shalom. You are one with the Rebbeinu Shalom. I am one with the Rebbeinu Shalom. And therefore, even if somebody is twisting my arm to get me to do the Ratan Hashem, if I say, right, Sani, that means that even believe me, even in my heart, I'm in on this. So what's getting in my way? My Yitzhahar is getting in my way. But Anan Sahadi, we know for a fact, every Yid wants to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's our Metzius, that's our essence. That's the essence of every single Yid. And therefore, that's go over there. By a sacrifice, you can force somebody to say, right, because that's Taka Ratzon. But the Gemara here is asking a question. But by other places, if you force somebody, twist their arm until they say, uncle, Maybe it's not considered with his will. Elohim Sefer. Rather go to the Sefer. You also find by divorce documents and freedom of servants, you force him until he says, I want. In his heart, there's one Allah. You see from here, you also have another source from here. Doesn't matter if it's on your heart, you got to speak it out. Same over there as well. Every yid has a mitzvah to follow the words of the chachamim. So over there, as long as you verbally agree, you're in. But in other places, you don't necessarily uh, get that uh, extra thrust of right zani. Only again, only when it's a mitzvah. Rather, Rabbi Yosef says, you know where Rava knows dvarim shabalei vein dvarim. That's something that's in your heart. Is not Tavarim again, except when it's, you're not dealing with Mitzvah. When you're dealing with Mitzvah, you already proved tvar, that it's, it's valid. Okay? But I know from other places. A man marries a woman. He says, He marries a woman. Turns out that she's a regular Yisraelist, just like us, or most of us. Some of us are Gahanim, but yeah. I, I thought she's daughter of a kind. Ray Levia, turns out she's Levia. I thought she was I thought she was a kain. I thought she was poor, but unfortunately, uh, you know, to this guy, she's rich. She doesn't want to marry a rich woman. It's a more, uh, you know, it's a more expensive lifestyle. Ashira Vareyaniya, where he thought she was wealthy, he wanted the more expensive lifestyle. It turns out that she's poor. In all these cases, it's a valid marriage. She didn't tell him. He says, "I thought." See, you thought. Well, because she drives a fancy car, you think she's rich. No, it means she has more debt. <laughs> yeah. 
So she, as long as she didn't trick him and say she's rich, so then it's uh, the marriage is going to be valid. He can have no time on her. The question here is, Vamai, why isn't it a valid marriage? I'm sorry, why is it a valid marriage? He says, I, I didn't know. I thought, I thought. See from here, maybe there it's different to the Chumrah because over there we're actually being strict. In other words, it could be over there we're Mesupic, we're in doubt whether it's a valid Kedushin, but we're going to say, oh, you know, let, let's be Machmir because we're unsure, but it's not necessarily a proof that in general, in all these cases where he thought something, She's pretending like she's rich, she's really poor. She's pretending she's poor, she's really rich. He says, in my heart, I wanted to marry her anyway. In the Mekodeshes. Vamai, why are you married? She says, in my heart, I want to marry him. See, from here, it doesn't matter. Since she didn't say that at the time of marriage, so there's no proof from over there as well. Maybe over there, it is different. The Kivan, the Asnei. Because since there was a condition directly attached to it, it's not in her power to say, Meh, I don't care about his condition, I intended to marry him anyway. But in a general case, again, we would not have a proof that Dvarim Shabalev, Enam Dvarim. Words in the heart are not Dvarim. Okay. Gavaldik. So we're still looking for a source. Where does Rav know on the bottom of the Achmem Tesom Devohim Shebelev Enom Devohim We're still looking for a for a makar. Let's keep going. Ella Amravchia Baravin of the Ave. There was a story. Be Rav Chista in the yeshiva of Rav Chista. Rav Chista be Rav Huvuna and Rav Chista took the story to the yeshiva of Rav Huvuna upashtu ameha and they ended up finding an answer. Yet is Gavaldika. The reason why the Gemara brings down how they got to the answer. One yeshiva, they have a group of chaver, yeshiva guys sitting around, B'nai Taira, they're discussing this case that came up, they didn't know the answers. You know what they do? They don't say our yeshiva knows how to learn better than a different yeshiva. They go, and they go to other yeshiva. And now you have two yeshivas, steiging away over a case, trying to figure out the MS of Taira, and you come up with an answer. And here we go. Pashtu Meha. They found the answer from here. Somebody says, Somebody Somebody says to a messenger, please bring me money. I'm, t- I'm sorry, take money from this specific spot and you'll go purchase something, okay? And the guy uses the money and the problem here is that he used the money in the marketplace but the money belonged to Hektish. Whether it was Meiser, whether it was Truma money, whatever it was. Even though the Baal says later on, you know, listen, I, I didn't want you to take the Kaddish money. When I told you to take money from the window, I meant the other basket, not this basket. Since the bottom line is he used that, Balabai is small. The Balabai is the owner of the money. He's the one who transgressed Me'ila. And he's obligated to carbon and to add the fifth, not the messenger. He said, My intention? He said, My intention? It doesn't matter what your intention is. My intention was something else. It doesn't matter. You see, you're still responsible. So you see from over here, this is Rav Source. Words that are in your heart are not, uh, don't change anything. Says Gemara, no proof from there either. Maybe over there it's different because maybe he just wants to patter himself from a sacrifice and he's not telling the truth. So since he might not be telling the truth, you have less reason to believe him. Gemara says, no. And if he didn't want to bring a carbon, he could have just said it was done on purpose because if you do it, if you do it unintentionally, then you bring a carbon. If you do it intentionally, 
then um, then uh, there's no obligation of of uh, a carbon. You're either meal on purpose. There's no there's no uh, carbon chattas. Says the Gemara, no, that's not. You can't bring down that logic either. Oh, he said he could have said I did it amazing. You know why? He doesn't want to look like a Russia. And therefore, and therefore, we should be concerned. We're back to being concerned that maybe the sender is making it up. That oh, that wasn't my intention. And there we're going to say, I don't care what your intention is. But in other cases, maybe we don't say No, if he wanted to, you know, make up a bub he could have said like this. He could have said, Niskarti, uh, I remember that they're hectic, that's not Niskar Balabaiser, Balabaiser remembered it before it was spent. Like Niskar Shliach, Shliach, Mo'ad, Shliach is Mo'ad. And since we're not offering this as an option, you see, Dvarim Shabalev, Enam Dvarim. Okay, this taco um, would be a proof for Rav. Who there was a fella. He sold his nechaz by the Israel. He went there to Israel. See, in our case of our Mishnah, he never made it to the Holy Land. Over here, he made it to the Holy Land. But guess what? He gets there, and there's no room for him. But there's no place to live. His accommodations fell through. And therefore, he wasn't able to live. He can come back and regain. His possessions. Some say, "No, it is a valid. Mar- it is a valid sale. Everything he sold because the Maisa is the das was to go to Eretz Yisrael, and just going to Eretz Yisrael itself is an accomplishment of his desire, even if he's not able to live there." And you find these two things also in our own Avodas Hashem, right? Sometimes we want to go somewhere in our Ruchnias. And we get there, but we don't end up staying there. Yeah? Like, unfortunately, sometimes it happens with Shani Kippur. We go to a place, Mamish, the greatest sincerity, we don't end up staying there. Yeah? See, Ikadamri, some say, Lemaisa, you made it there. You don't want to leave. But you got there. Self-accomplishment. Don't say, oh, I had to go back home. I had to, I'm doing those various again. Doesn't matter. You went there, it's Yisrael. You went to this place of, of Kedusha. The other one, is that when you go there, you intend to stay there? The first one, you know what it means. That's talking about the other. That's talking about the uh, the, the next step. Step one is to get there to Madriga. Step two, stay there. But never think that getting to a place and not having the ability to stay there means that it was a waste or it was an accomplishment. Who got those fellows of a new literacy? So like then he didn't end up. Going there, so he wants his stuff back. Amaravashi, boy, he's solid. Yeah, if he wanted, he could have gone, and therefore he can't take his stuff back. When there's a will, there's a way. No, if he wanted, he couldn't. Could he have not gone off? And therefore, it's a valid, it's a it's a valid sale. Either way, it's a valid sale. The question is, how do you say it? Iboy solik, or you could say Iboy loy solik. Yeah, he couldn't have made it. Says Gemara, well, you're saying the same thing. Just one saying it rhetorical, one saying it as a statement. He might be naive. What's the what's the difference? He can the difference is If he planned to go to Israel, and then it turns out that it became dangerous, the, the the roads became dangerous, and that's why he wasn't able to go anymore. Okay, so according to the first Mahalakh of Ibaisalik, if he wanted he could have gone up. <coughs> so you could still could have gone up, even though it's there. But according to the second Mahalakh, which was a little rhetorical, he would be able to take his stuff back. Because he But what else do you want him to do? Now he's not able to go. So, according to the rhetorical 
uh, part of it, it would be uh, it would still be valid. It, I'm sorry, according to, it would still then the the he would be able to retake his property. Okay, says the mission. Hi, my Lishluchai. Somebody says to a messenger, Save a kiss, he should play in his bucket plan. Go marry me. Please go marry this woman in St. Louis. Walla Fakitchen Makabach. He married her in Chicago. In It's not a valid marriage. Harehi Makamplaini. He says, Go find this woman because she's in St. Louis. The Kitchen Makamar. He married her when she's in Chicago. Harezu Makadash. It is a valid marriage. Again, because the first Mahalich, in the first approach, he says, I dafka want, it seems from his statement, I dafka specifically want you to marry her over there. Over here, he's saying, That's just where you could find her. Now, if she happens to be found somewhere else, I'm not saying that I care much about where uh, where the marriage actually happens. Utanami got gabigitin says Gemara. We learned this by divorce as well. I married. Somebody says to his messenger, "Give the get to my wife in St. Louis." And also, Magmach gives her in Chicago. Puzzle. It's not valid. Ray Magamboni. He says, "Give it to my wife because she's in St. Louis." And also, Magmach. Her hands are finally in Chicago. Kasher. That's going to be okay. Utricha. I need the halacha by by marriage and by divorce. If I would have if I would have only said that by marriage. I would say, welcome to the Korbakasi. When you're when you're wanting to get married to somebody and come closer to them, he says like this: <clears throat> I dafka want you to marry her in St. Louis <clears throat> because there I have a good I have a good reputation. You marry her in Chicago, eh, the people in Chicago don't like me. The guys in St. Louis like me. I prefer I prefer that she's uh, that she's all in on this. Yeah, so I dafka, if I make you a messenger to marry this woman for me in St. Louis, do not marry her in Chicago, please. When it comes to divorce, where you're distancing yourself from her anyway, you're saying, get out of here. I don't care, I don't care, this marriage is over. I don't care if you divorce her in St. Louis, I don't care if you divorce her in Chicago. And therefore I would say, either way, it's going to be a valid divorce. I would have only learned this halacha. Of the mission when it comes to divorce, I would say I would say in a specific city, the the messenger has to give it to her there. Why? Because I, I don't care about people here. I'm getting divorced in St. Louis. Beseder, no, I've got a good reputation there anyway. In this other place, I don't want the, the, the get to happen over there. But by kedushin, I'll say it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is uh, doesn't make a difference. I just want to marry this woman. Therefore. I need the halacha to be mentioned both by marriage and by divorce. You marry a woman because she doesn't have any vows coming along with her, any strings attached. For example, you have a woman who says, you know, I'm uh, making an oath, I'm never eating pickles. Yeah, never eating pickles. So you could have a guy who uh, he wants pickles in the house. He, he finds it, uh, he finds it uh, very romantic to eat pickles with his wife. All right? So he says, I'm marrying a woman. I don't want any strings attached. I don't want you coming in with any vows. And they get married, and it turns out she had vows. And the Kedusha says, not a valid marriage, because it was, condition on, it was conditional. He doesn't say anything about it. It turns out she had vows. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a valid marriage, and there's a divorce, but he doesn't need to give her a Ksuba. Now, the Gemara is going to explain what the circumstances surrounding this are. Okay, what exactly, you know, uh, what are the parameters of the type of vow that she had that will cause her to lose out on the ksuba? If a man writes a woman, he says, a condition, you have no mum, you don't have any uh, blemishes, physical blemishes. In the turns out she has blemishes. Yeah, she ended up having a wooden leg. 
in a Mekudashas, so it's not a valid marriage. Konsostam, he married her without saying anything. When Nimzabah moment, it turns out they get married and now she has a wooden leg. They get divorced. He does, uh, it's a valid marriage. They get divorced. doesn't have to give her a ksuba. Shekola mumen, absulim, b'kahanam, poison, b'roshim. Any, uh, what's considered a blemish, any blemish that passes up by a kayin is going to passel up by a woman. Says the Gemara, Otsinah, Nami, Gabi, Ksubis, Ki, We learned this mission as well. In Ksubis, these cases. Hacha, B'Kedushin, and Shrichalei. But I got to mention over here, in Mesech, Ksubis, as well. Tana, Ksubis, Otu, Kedushin. Also, Hasam, Ksubis, and Shrichalei. Tana, Kedushin, Otu, Ksubis. Okay? So, it says the Gemara, I need to teach this Halacha, when it comes to the laws of Kedushin, because here we're focused on the validity of the marriage, and we also taught us when it comes to Ksubis, because it's telling us that here's a unique case where you're going to end up with a valid marriage, but the woman's going to go out without any, uh, she's going to go out without any, uh, any Ksuba. All right, next mission. Somebody marries two women with, a, with one pruta. You let him marry two wives. He gives one pruta. Yep. He marries one woman with less than a pruta. Even if he sends her sevlainus afterwards. Okay, what's sevlainus? So we'll say an, an engagement ring, a diamond bracelet, pearl earring, something of value, top of Amr In the you're not married because the bottom line is, yeah? you didn't send this as marriage material. You didn't send the, the bracelet. You sent it as a gift to a girl who you think you're married to. Well, guess what? You ain't married to her because you're a cheapskate. You didn't give her a shava pruta. See, even if after your intended Arison, you give her an expensive gift, yeah, she could wag her finger at you and stick out her tongue and say, sorry, Charlie, we are not married. And the same thing holds true with a katan, with a, with a, a, a minor, a boy who's 11 years old, 12 years old, who marries, uh, who marries a, a woman put, put it, uh, with less than a shavapruta, and then he becomes 13 years old, and now he sends her a gift. Should that gift be considered marriage? No. Says the Gemara Tzricha, I need all these halachas the mission of the Ashwin shavapruta, if I would have only given the case of where you used one pruta for two women, I would say, I did nothing, I would say like this, you know, bottom line is, he spent the pruta, so he thinks that these uh, these women are, uh, are are married to him. I'm a of Bruta, but let's say he gives less than a Bruta, where everybody knows that's not a valid marriage. Everybody's aware you can't marry. It's not considered cash. It's not considered money. So why did he send the gifts? That afterwards he sent the gifts because he's like, oh, I know I'm not married yet. I might as well send the diamond bracelet because that this is what's going to impact my marriage. So says the Mishnah, no. If you send gifts later... That's not a marriage. Those are considered stam gifts. If I would have only given the first two cases of the Mishnah, I would say, let's say you have a 12-year-old boy who's marrying, who's marrying a girl, and he gives her a pruta, and now he becomes an adult, and now he's sending her a diamond bracelet after he's an adult. Everybody knows that a 12-year-old, uh, 11, 12-year-old can't get married. So why is he now sending her a diamond bracelet once he's 13? He's sending for the purpose of Kedushin, and therefore it should be a valid marriage to Kamash Malan. So for the Mishnah has to tell me there as well that it's not a valid marriage. In Mar, we learned, Ravuna Amar Ravuna says, and Rabba says, we are concerned that the gifts you send afterwards do affect marriage. Amar Rabba, umusvinon ashmaitzim. But we can ask a question from the Mishnah. How can you be concerned that it's a valid marriage? The Mishnah says specifically that it's not a valid marriage. 
What are you, what are you concerned about? When something's a halacha, you're concerned afterwards that the halacha is different? I don't understand. Crack a shochan aruch, see what it says, and move on with your life. What are you stressed about? It's very clear from our Mishnah. Answers the Gemara, Amalei Abayi. The Mishnah gave a reason why, why uh, it, uh, it doesn't work. And that is, when you send a gift after something that wasn't intended marriage, so then we're going to say, why did you send the gift? Because you assume the original marriage was valid. But over here, there's no, there's no uh, um, background story. In other words, I'm just sending a woman a gift. Is there a background story? I tried marrying her with less than a shavar pruta. No, there's no background story. And therefore, we say it's taka possible if somebody sends a diamond bracelet to a woman as a gift. Over there, maybe his intention is to create a marriage. Ikadami, some say, Omar Rabba. How do I know that when uh, somebody sends gifts afterwards, yeah, so you give a, a half a pruta, and then a week later you send her a diamond bracelet? How do I know that? The, the husband wants it to be for marriage. Keep telling time we gave a reason. We're going to assume that it was done. Over here, where you can make a mistake. But in a general case, will say it is a valid marriage. Rabbi says, no, it's not necessary. Our mission is giving each case as, as a, an additional chiddish. Meaning, I don't need to teach you that stam if somebody never mentioned talk to a woman about marriage and now he sends her a diamond bracelet. Of course, it's not a valid marriage. That's a gift. That's clear. But even in a case where a week ago he gave her less than a bruta for the sake of marriage, so now we know his mind is on marriage. I would say now that he sends it later, he's like, oh, I only give her less than a bruta. Hmm, let me give her some more. Maybe his mind is now on marriage. Therefore, the mission lets us know that's not true. It's not the, the diamond bracelet is not meant for marriage, and they are not married. My have Allah says Gemara. What is the bottom line halacha? What happens lemaisa when you have a situation? Practically speaking, you have a situation somebody intended to marry a woman and it didn't work according to halacha, and afterwards he sends her a gift. Are we concerned about marriage or not? Let's walk away with the bottom line. Says the Gemara. Amar of Pupa. says in a place where people first get married and then send. Gifts afterwards, chashinan. Then we're concerned that the additional gifts is meant to be an extension of the marriage. Misabli v'adamikachi, but in other places where first you get engaged, that's when you give a diamond ring. That's when you give a diamond bracelet. That's when you give them pearls, whatever it is. So then, and then you get married. So like chashinan, we're not concerned that the gifts have anything to do with marriage. Yeah, you're just trying to court this woman. Mikachi v'adamisabli pshita says Gemara. Listen, if it's usual, first get married and then send gifts, it's obvious. That maybe we're concerned that he's doing it for the sake of marriage. And therefore, what's the chiddush? Like tzricha, teruba makachi vada masav. We're dealing with the case where most people get married and then send gifts to muta, but there are others. Not everybody does it like that. Misavli vada makachi. Yeah, first they. Uh, some people do it otherwise. First they send gifts and then they give uh, the marriage. Some say nechush muta. We're concerned about the twenty to thirty percent that do it differently. Kamash and therefore the chiddush of Papa is. It's not the halacha. The, the halacha is you look at what most of the townspeople do. And since most of the townspeople get married and send the gifts as like an extension of the marriage, we need to be concerned that this is a that this was done the shame kedushin. This was done for the purpose of marriage. Excuse me. Ask the Shiloh from Rabbah. 
What is the halacha? If we establish a ksuba in the marketplace. Okay? Meaning, we find the ksuba, which pretty much is letting us know that marriage happened. Okay. Now, do we assume that if we find the ksuba, she was married to this guy? Is that honor? Now, if she was married to the first guy, any second guy who marries her is not married to her. Right? So we're confused. It's, it's a new shy there. If you ever find out that a woman, there's a document about her seemingly to say that she's previously married, how are we supposed to handle the situation? Omar Lay. Omar Lay says to him, because we found the document we consider to be an Eshazish. Ish. My Havala, what they paskin, Amravashi, Basud Makachi, Father Kasik Suba in the city, where first they write a Ksuba. I'm sorry, where first they got married and they write a Ksuba. Hashino, we're talking concerned that, for, that she's already married. Kasik Father Makachi, but in the town where it's general, where first they write the Ksuba and then get married, like Hashino, we're not concerned. Makachi, Father Kasve, Pshita, that's obvious. Why, shouldn't, why wouldn't we be concerned that she's married? We're done with a case where it's not easy to write a ksuba. They don't have a lot of say from and down. So I would say that, you know, maybe this guy found a cipher. He didn't really marry her. But he just wanted to be ready because the cipher in town was leaving town. And Ravashi lets us know that um, if the usual custom, the usual minute is to first get married and then write a ksuba, <coughs> we are still concerned that she's been previously married to the other fellow. Okay. <clears throat> Next mission. You have two women standing there, and a fellow takes out money, and he's Makadesh. Here he goes, says the mission Makadesh Isha Ubita, Ka'achas. A man marries a mother and daughter, or two sisters, Ka'achas, as one, at the same exact time. Now, well, you know, it's not valid on both. In the Mekudashas, you're not married to either one. Um, there five women. Or five women. Two out of the five were sisters. Somebody took a basket of figs. And the figs were these five women. And he says, You're all married to me with this basket of figs. And one says, Thank you, and accepts the marriage on behalf of all them. In the other three are married. The two sisters are not married. Fascinating, yeah? She accepted for everybody. You'd think maybe none of them are married because there's two sisters here. The answer is no. Three are married. The two sisters are not. Menon immediately. How do I know this? Halach. Okay? You cannot take a woman and her sister to make them tsarists, to make them co-wives. If you ever make them co-wives, it's not even considered a lakicha. It's not even considered a taking. It's not even considered a marriage. For any one of them, Amar LeRav Rav says, "Yachy Yehuda Dechsev, the Nichus on the first Oisus B'Kerev Amam." There's going to be Chayev Kares. He Kedushin like Tavsi, but I don't understand. Married two sisters is Chayev Kares. Well, what's second? If the Kedushin is not even effective, Kares means Mechayev. You can't get Kares. You can only get Kares if you marry two sisters. If you ain't married, you ain't getting Kares. So it seems from this basuk. That you could have a valid marriage to two sisters, and maybe the case is when you have one one woman who accepts it on behalf of five, and two of them are sisters. Maybe that's what the chiyuv kares is. Alam Rav, rather Rav says, "Krab zeh 
No, that verse told me you marry one sister after another. Anytime a marriage is not effective one after another, then uh, it cannot happen at the same time as well. Okay. Um, we'll hold it here for today. We're up to Gufa. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Gufa, two lines from the bottom. Second to last word. We'll hold it here for today. Bottom of Nunam Have a wonderful, wonderful Yom Tov, everybody. Bezhem tomorrow morning, 10 a.m.